Welcome to the second episode of the From a Certain Point of View podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Adam. And welcome back, everybody. We're so glad that uh, you could join us today, and, and we're so glad to be talking Star Wars reviews, news, and our points of view once again. Um, and so, Adam, what have you been up to this week with Star Wars? What have you been watching, reading, playing? Well, a couple things. I've been reading some comics, getting caught up on there. I'm kind of playing catch up on a lot of stuff. So I've been reading some of the main line of the Star Wars uh, comics, mm -hmm. and I'm at Yoda's Secret War right now, uh, which is I think issues like twenty six or twenty seven, the low thirties of of that series. So okay, that, gotcha. Been trying to wrap up Ahsoka, the uh, novel, which I'm enjoying a bit. And I've also finished a another yet another rewatch of the entire saga. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into that later, but yeah, there is a point for that. So, uh, so yeah, a couple of comics, a novel, and a lot of movies. Awesome! I think it's always good to get our Star Wars fix in. You know, I feel like yeah. I always need a some kind of Star Wars fix through the week. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've also been rewatching the entire saga. I'm on. I just finished Solo. The okay. other day um so rogue one would be up next for me um and that's actually cool. my, my wife Brittany's favorite star wars movie so i'm, I'm yeah, sure she'll be watching that there. one with it's me she there, loves yeah. that one i uh, um just i've been listening to a spotify playlist of the official um uh, the official star wars account they have the whole mm -hmm. and every time that that intro uh, anthem for i love that anthem yeah, I gotta say, um, I think Rogue One has a very underrated sc musical score. Yeah, um, I agree. you know, I, 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 the more I listen to it, I just, I love it. It's very, yeah, it's very Star Wars, but it's also very unique and different from most right. of, of what we've heard. Um, so I really, especially like the Jin Erso and Hope Suite. Yep, that's um, yep, that yep. track in that's particular. I just love it. Yeah, it's very uh, reminiscent of, of some of the main. Uh fanfares and all that to, to, to the regular mm -hmm. episodes and uh i don't know it's just it, it's it's different but it still feels the same you know which is absolutely tough to pull off but man it, it, it i love that soundtrack yeah yeah I, I i love it as well and so i'm looking forward to watching rogue one again that's where i'm at right now i've also started reading the new novel that came out called resistance reborn came out just a few days ago and it is set in between the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. Yep. Um, and it's all about, you know, after what happened in the last Jedi, the re resistance kind of rebuilding itself and um, kind of leading into the events of the rise of Skywalker. Uh, I've only read the first few chapters, um, but there were a couple interesting things I kind of pulled from that. Um, one thing was, that the first order actually used Corellia to build their, their ships and everything, okay. which I thought was kind of a neat tie in, um, to, you know, the empire and, and what we see in the beginning of solo actually, um, on Corellia. Yeah. And, um, another thing in, that was interesting that I pulled out of my, the first few chapters I read was, um, Ray having a conversation with, with Leia, um, just about, about Ben solo. And, okay. you know, whether kind of whether he can be redeemed or not. Yeah, and, okay. you know, Leia kind of says something to the effect of that's up to him now. You know, it's a, it's not something that we can help with. And um, 
and and Ray said something specifically that I thought was interesting. And she was like, he wanted me to become like him, um, which made me kind of think of the the dark Ray um, image that we got in the, oh, the D23 right. the D20, footage. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, is is this like what she could have been if she would have followed Kylo Ren and, and become like him? You know, is is that what we're seeing? Is it is it kind of like a, a vision, um, as opposed to, you know, being some dark clone of Ray or something like that? But um, but yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I'm just okay. making speculation. Yeah, it's but, interesting. Uh, I picked it up on Audible, but I haven't had time to start it yet. So mm-hmm. that's, that's I think it's going to be next week's listen. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. Next week's um, going to be a uh, heavy week, I think. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. But yeah, I'd, I'd say it's. I, I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's it pulls in a lot of different new canon, um, and kind of ties it all together and everything, and just kind of brings back some of the characters from the new canon that we've been reading about, and brings it all together. Um, you know, some of the characters from the aftermath trilogy, and okay. and some of the other okay. characters from current canon. Right. Cool. So I would I would definitely give it a read. Cool. Um. The other thing I wanted to kind of touch on in our intro here is the article you wrote, which I enjoyed very much. Um, <laughs> did, I, did I set something off with that? A little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> um, so the name of your article was Rise of Skywalker's Short To-Do List and, yeah. and just kind of what what you feel the Rise of Skywalker needs to do. Right. And I found it pretty interesting. And I mean, I... I I really liked what you said that, you know, this movie doesn't have to necessarily fix um, yeah. Star Wars or and fix it, right. what The Last Jedi ruined, according to, to some people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what that was my main point with this whole thing. I think that a lot of uh, pressure, I guess, is being put on the Rise of Skywalker to ton of pressure to, to, to write the ship or something like that. And I and mm-hmm. I, I think the point that I'm really trying to make is that the ship doesn't need righted. There's just a few minor mm-hmm. things that it needs to touch on uh, to, to really wrap up the saga in a nice way. So I think overall that's gonna, That's my main. There's that it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to fix everything. It just has to do a couple. Right. Things, a couple things right, and that's it. Yeah, because I think if we put that much pressure on it, it can't possibly necessarily deliver yeah um, no, i totally agree. you know right. if you set those expectations way too high you know can't possibly meet them so um <clears throat> but you noted kind of a few things that it does need to do and yeah. uh, giving a fitting end for leia which i completely agree with and we'll get into that a little bit with our um first news article in a couple minutes yeah right. um and also looking at ending the past but not killing all of it and and i really couldn't agree more and i i don't think it's going to kill all of it and i think when kylo ren says let the past die kill it if you have to a lot of people took that as okay this is what disney is saying this is what ryan johnson is saying that we that has to happen but i don't think that's true i think it's just kylo ren's perspective of that character um but in reality i think this story is all about um the whole story of the sequel trilogy is about kind of taking in what the past is the legends of the past and like how can we embrace all of that 
but then also yeah. move forward in a new direction right. um, for the galaxy. So I, I think I don't think characters like Lando or Chewie or the Falcon itself or three PO or R two D two. I don't think any of those characters are are going to like die or be destroyed. Yeah, right and there. see that that's um, that's my that's one of my fears. And I've heard people talk like this. Like in order to to wrap things up, it's almost like things have to die. And I I don't like that perspective. I don't see any reason why. Like to be honest, I don't see any reason why any three, like all three of the main four characters, and I, I think I mentioned that in that article. Um, I don't mm-hmm. see any reason why they all three had to die in order to forward, right? In a new time. Yeah, I can, I can um, see that. However, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't begrudge the fact that it's happening. I just don't know mm-hmm. that. I just don't know that it had to happen. And I just don't want to see those story choices made just for that reason. That's all. Just for the sake of, yeah, having to kind of right. destroy right. the past. Um, right. And yeah, I think when it came to the force awakens, I think we all saw it coming that Han was probably going to go. And um, yeah, I think that yeah. was kind of almost a given um, as far as Luke, I, I, I didn't expect him necessarily to die in eight. I thought maybe that would happen in nine. Um, and, and he would just become a forced ghost just to kind of bring everything full circle. But, right. you know, I, I'm kind of hoping that Leia doesn't, but I could see that, that she might. Yeah. I think that's yeah, possible. So. Right. And that's something that I, I, I know I, I mentioned that because I remember writing that, but <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, it seems like it's going to happen. And that's why one right. of my main things was to give her a good, a good send off. Um, yeah. But I, I I could see there being ways that she doesn't die, uh, but I, I mm-hmm. do I do think that it could happen. It, it it's probably going to happen. Put it that way. Right, right. Yeah, I could I could see it going either way. Yeah. Um, and then your last point about just kind of establishing the future and possibly a new Jedi Order, and you know I would I would love to see like at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Um. And I don't know if we're going to get this or not, but I would just love to see, you know, Ray like some flash forward, maybe in time, Ray kind of training a new generation of Jedi, and maybe the Force goes looking on, um, you know, at, at all at all of that. And or, or uh, even, even if they don't, right? Or even her, even like, if they don't like do one that, shot yeah. of her walking into a Jedi temple on, on Yavin or something, something like that, right? Okay. Right. Just so we know the story can continue right, um, right. some years down the road, you know? Yeah. Um, because with the intention of the sequel trilogy being a passing of the torch, I would hate to see all these new characters that I've come to love um, not be utilized again. So, yeah, um, right, right. You know, I, I want to see them again down the road. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing I would kind of add to, I think, what I need from the rise of Skywalker is I I do want it to feel like kind of this satisfying conclusion um, that makes it feel like a whole complete story episodes one to nine. And I think, I think JJ is all about tying everything together. And I think there maybe isn't a better way to do that than bringing Palpatine in. And I think he ties prequel original trilogy and sequel trilogy can tie it all together if they do it right. Um, Yeah. So I think yeah, that's one I thing I kind of want out of it. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, very well cool. done on the article. And if you're listening, you. I recommend 
heading to our page and reading that article. Yeah, and while um, you're there, Josh had a, a a blog post this week about uh, what it means to for the force to be in balance. So you know, while you're there, you probably ought to check that one out too. Well, I appreciate that as well, and we'll see if yeah. balance comes into play in episode nine. Yep. Um, so are are we ready to go into our news segment this week? Yeah, let's cue the news. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Okay, our first story, um, you know, once again comes from StarWarsNewsNet.com, and it is um, Anthony Anthony Daniels talking about his new book, I Am C-3PO, um, and he kind of just talks about, you know. His many years in Star Wars, um, you know, from the original trilogy to the prequels to the sequels, and I just think, what an amazing legacy um, for this actor and this and this character um, to have spanned that much time, yeah, um, entire being in almost Star every Wars. single Star Wars movie uh, except for Solo. Um, right. Yeah. Any thoughts you have on on that, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, is the is really the only actor that has been like you said in every major episode in the saga it's an it's an amazing accomplishment and like it's almost like he is kind of star wars for us right uh, mm-hmm. he's been there the whole time uh one of the very few uh that has been there that long um i some of his comments about giving 3PO a more major role i think maybe was a little I guess a little much, I guess it's well, let's, let's face it. Anthony Daniels can be a bit of a ham, right? I mean, yeah, he, a bit of a ham, a little he bit loves of the e- spotlight. Yeah. He loves the attention, you know, a little so bit of an ego in the background. Right. right. Yeah. A little bit as much as we love him, you know? Yeah. So some of that, I was like, eh, you know, you're a supporting character. Just let's put that in perspective. Right. <laughs> right. So, right. but yeah, I, I would love to get a chance to read the to read his book, and I haven't yet. I almost picked it up this week, but I I passed for uh, a Resistance Reborn. But mm-hmm. I, at some point, I would love to circle around and and check out what he has to say. Right. So when he also speaks um, about Episode Nine in particular, and I, I pulled a quote from that, and it says. Um, it all felt so right and so fulfilling. Chris and JJ had gathered in all the threads and tatters of the previous episodes and spun a mystery of their own, a wondrous coup of creative storytelling, a fulfilling and rewarding closure for everyone. Um, so I, I don't think I could be any more excited about that quote in particular yeah, yeah. Um, for a couple reasons. Um, one is pulling in all these threads of the previous episodes. Uh, and I, as I said a little bit earlier, um, tying it all together is something that I think is very important to make it feel like one whole connected story. Yeah. Um, and then just some, it's something that's fulfilling and rewarding for everybody and just kind of a satisfying conclusion, because I think we're all looking for that. Um, and we don't want to put all the pressure on episode nine to reunite the fan base, but I, I think that it can go right. a long way sure. to doing that. Definitely. So, any more thoughts you had on that particular article? Uh, no, I don't think. I think that about covers. Okay, excellent. Um, so next up in the news is um, Todd Fisher, who is Carrie Fisher's brother and spoke to Yahoo Entertainment um, just about 
Carrie and her, you know, of course, her passing, untimely, right. her untimely death, and her involvement with episode nine, kind of beyond beyond the grave, um, yeah. and just how initially her role was supposed to be much bigger for episode nine. Kind of, I guess, how like um, the Force Awakens was kind of Han Solo's movie in a way, and then the Last Jedi yeah. was Luke, and then right. episode nine was going to be Carrie, right? Um, and obviously, unfortunately, her role had to be, you know, cut down quite a bit, which is, I think, part of the reason why Colin Trevorrow was replaced by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, um, could be, could be. So I'm sure he had kind of a vision of how he wanted it to go, and then it just couldn't possibly go that way. Um, and maybe that played into it. But yeah. um, the quote I pulled from, from this news article was, uh, again, from Todd Fisher, saying, the truth is that J.J. was great friends with Carrie, he had an extraordinary sense of love for her. They had eight minutes of footage. They grabbed every frame and analyzed it and then reverse engineered it and got it into the story the right way. It's kind of magical. Um, so what are your thoughts on that quote, Adam? I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see how that works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something like when I first heard that that was going to happen, I was, I was, just, I, and I'm still maybe a little bit nervous about that because you know, reusing old footage to tie this, this whole thing together sounds a little risky to me. Yeah, it does. But I, I trust in that, in that decision, I guess. And I, I'm really excited to see how that works. It sounds like Todd has some inside views into how this is all working out. And I imagine he would be, um, you know, you would think that there would have to be some type of permission granted sure, for that. So it seems like he has some type of knowledge about this mm -hmm. and it, it makes me excited to see how that, how that all works together. Yeah. I think it's a really good sign that he seems very pleased. Um, right. And if he seems very pleased with it, I think that's, that's good news for star Wars fans too. Um, and you know, because initially I thought, well, with, with Carrie Fisher passing away, we'll probably just get something in the opening crawl saying that Leia passed away from her injuries from being exposed to the vacuum of space or or something like that. And the story would pick up a couple years later. Um, but as it turns out, we're, we're getting Leia in this movie and, and we're getting at least eight minutes of Leia, um, it sounds like. Um, so, you know, that's. So, you know, it's not a lot of screen time, but I think it's enough to give her a proper send off. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, so, some of that is, you know, maybe OK, because like we said before in, in the uh, intro, this is and we've known this for a while. This has been a passing of the torch. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe having. I don't want to say less of Leia, but maybe having enough of Leia. And then relying on our new characters to push us forward, maybe maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I think if we're to to believe the direction the Last Jedi took us, um, that that Poe might be that next leader. Um, right. And you know, I, I you know, since I saw the Force Awakens, I, I kind of wanted to see Poe take that leadership role. Um, so I could definitely see that that happening and, and that yeah. passing yeah, of definitely. the torch. So. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing Leia's presence in, in Episode Nine, And, I mean, Todd talks a little bit, too, just kind of of Carrie kind of speaking to us beyond the grave and how in Star Wars, you know, 
you can exist within the force forever and right, maybe right. that maybe we'll get to see leia you know become one with the force or as a force ghost as well which would be which would be awesome yeah yeah definitely all right so, so do you want to um tell us about our our final article yeah. for the the news this week yeah the last uh kind of major thing that came out this week uh, was on it was an earnings call uh bob Iger, ceo of disney uh, was speaking on star wars and part of this uh, we we already knew uh, he mentioned that mm-hmm. the films after the uh, the rise of skywalker are going to go on hiatus and and we knew that i guess the one question mark is how long that's going to be now uh, do we still get the original plan was and we talked about this last week the the movie in 2022 uh, which was mm-hmm. supposed to be the the first of the benny and ways trilogy so right. you know, do we still get a movie in twenty twenty two? I don't know. He, he didn't actually say how long that hiatus would be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think his quote was a few years. A few so, years. So you know, which, you, which still puts you, you it around that, is... that. Yeah, it would still puts it around that. You know, a few could be twenty twenty two, right? We, it could be. Yeah. So yeah, so we don't exactly, I guess, know at this point what the plan is as far as how long that hiatus will be. But I guess that's more just a confirmation of what we already. That you know we're not going to get new Star Wars movies per se uh, for the next right. few years, which is fine. Yeah, that is fine. I mean, I have two kind of feelings about it. On one, mm-hmm. on one end, I'm a little bit disappointed because you know I I love Star Wars coming out at Christmas and that being kind of an event thing that sure. everybody gets together around Christmas time and you go see the Star Wars movie. We've been a little spoiled with that. Um, in the past several years, but, uh, at the same time, I think sometimes with star Wars, it's a good thing to take a little break and then, and, and it becomes even more special, um, when you do get a movie. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of that news, which is actually really exciting. Uh, there's actually even more TV projects in the works, uh, for Disney. Yeah, Plus. it did seem that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even more than it's, than it's already been announced that we know about so uh, right i am pretty excited for the futures of star wars on a smaller screen uh, because like we like we know the storytelling you can dive into in but like 10 to 12 hours of, of screen time it's, it's pretty exciting for a season of of tv style content so yeah i mean there's nothing like you know going into the theater and experiencing star wars right, in that way sure. but at the same time like what TV can do, like you said, over you can get so much more character development, so much more details, and create a a, a world um, in a way that you maybe can't in a two two and a half hour movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, definitely. Can't can't wait for Disney Plus to launch on Tuesday. Oh man, I can't wait. We're recording on Saturday, so we're three days away. That's Coming. right. Getting closer and closer. Yep. Okay. So are we ready to move into our reviews segment of the show? Yep, let's do it. My disappointment in your performance cannot be overstated. So this week in our review segment, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Star Wars animated series Resistance. Um, and Adam, you have not watched this show, correct? Yeah, unfortunately, this is going to be all you because I haven't watched a single episode of the show. Okay, 
So I'm just going to give kind of a, a my general brief reaction to this show as a whole, not you know specifically this past week's episode or anything. Um, I think Resistance is definitely a show for kids. Um, with where, while heard, adults yeah. can get a, right. a little bit of enjoyment out of it. I mean, it's it can be very silly at at times. You know, there there's kind of like can be the sort of you know slapstick comedy type okay. stuff at times. Um, yeah. But it is beautiful to look at. Um, at first, I wasn't sure about the animation style being more kind of anime in a way. Um, but I've grown to really love and appreciate the the look of it. The colors are really beautiful, the way that they, they've put it together. Um, it's really nice to look at. And it's very enjoyable when it ties into the larger story and when it connects to the things that are going on. Like when we see in the first season, you know, we get to see poe a little bit and bb8 and even you know general leia for a little bit it's not as strong when it tries to do its own thing i will i will say that and it's not this isn't like the clone wars or rebels level for me anyways um i do enjoy it but it's you know it's not on par with with those animated series which okay. um rebels in particular i really love but the thing that i do love about this show is getting to watch it with my family. What you know, it's a show that Sydney can sit with Brittany and I, and we watch it together. Okay, and and she kind of enjoys it, so I, I love that aspect of it. Okay, um, yeah, that's totally. So that's fair. the one thing you know. It's something you can sit down with your kids and really, and they'll get some enjoyment out of it, which I think is cool. And lately, they've been dealing with the First Order, and um, you know the trying to find the resistance base on Dakar, which they have learned that it's been destroyed. So it's kind of, we're in the events of right after the last Jedi. Um, And so when it ties into that stuff and ties into the first order, there's some pretty good stuff in there. So I would give it kind of a, a slight recommendation. I mean, you know, if you have a, a kid at home and something that they might enjoy and, and you can get a little bit of enjoyment out of, out of it as an adult as well. Okay. Um, cool. So those are kind of just my overall thoughts on resistance. Yeah, like I said, this is not it's not something I've watched, but with Disney Plus on the way, it's definitely something that's on my radar to circle around to at some point. Yeah, definitely. And I think our, our reviews segment of the show is definitely gonna ramp up a little bit starting next week. Oh, man. We next week is gonna be heavy. Look at the Mandalorian, because we'll have two episodes. Two episodes watched. Yeah. Not just that, and the, we'll have two yeah. episodes of that. We have Jedi Fallen Order, uh, which will be Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so we'll be a review heavy section next week. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun next week. So, are we ready to go into our segment called Points of View for this week? Yep, and we got a big topic here this week, so I'm ready. Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Okay, our points of view section this week is going to be a big talk on everyone's favorite topic, The Last Jedi. (laughs) Uh, I have purposely kept Josh in the dark all week on this. I told him we wanted to talk about, I told him I wanted to talk about Last Jedi this week, uh, but I didn't tell him what I wanted to talk about, and I promise I won't do that every week, but I wanted this to kind of be like an organic conversation, because... A couple things. First of all, The Last Jedi, the conversation around it has honestly been beaten to death over the last two years. Can you agree? For sure. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I'm in suspense here, but I, but I'm okay with you <laughs> keeping me in the dark. Um, so where where are we taking this, Adam? Yeah. So this wasn't actually when we started this podcast. Uh, when we talked about discussing points of view and things like that, it, it this felt like a show that we had to do at some point, just because it's such a big topic. But it's also a show that I didn't want to do unless there was something new to be said. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm not going to lie to you. I was I'm, I'm kind of dreading this talk just a little bit. Even though I'm excited <laughs> about having it, I was dreading it a little bit. Yeah, uh, and, and I can't blame you. I mean, it's like I said, it's been literally beaten to death. There's nothing more of, of the old stuff that we can talk about that's new at this mm-hmm. point. And if we're just going to rehash the stuff that you and I have talked about over the last two years, there's not much of a point in that, right? Right. Okay. So... Just to give everyone kind of a history on this, uh, Josh and I have both f- pretty consistently fallen on opposite sides of this movie. Uh, Josh started, uh, you know, first viewing, and, and I think we mentioned this last week, first viewing was kind of off-putting for him. And then after... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then after multiple viewings, he, he, he and you can talk about it a little bit, but he, he really grew to appreciate that movie uh, a lot more. Yeah, let me fair? let me talk about that just a little sure. bit if that's okay. Yeah, that's very it. fair. Um, I think you know, going into the Last Jedi, I I think I had a lot of expectations of things happening a certain way. Like I wanted to see very specifically, like Luke and Ray take on the Knights of Ren on Octo or something like that. Um, yeah. And and there, there were some other things I was expecting, and and things that I definitely didn't expect, um, like Snoke meeting his quick end. Um, yeah. Things that kind of just threw me for a loop when I saw it the first time, and it, it, I had it was very. There were parts of that movie that were very jarring for me that really pulled me out of it um, the first time I saw it. And honestly, I was very disappointed walking out of the theater the first time, and I didn't know if I liked it or not. Um, I didn't know how to feel about it. I had all these <laughs> conflicting emotions going on. It really right. challenged me quite a lot and i for an instant for a short amount of time felt like uh, this movie just ruined star wars <laughs> um so because i had that initial reaction i can definitely understand other people not liking this film okay. but as adam said upon multiple viewings and then kind of putting my expectations aside i came to appreciate um what this movie is so okay great so then me, on the other hand, I, I watched it the first time, and like Josh said, there were just a lot of things that, for me, I couldn't swallow. I, I couldn't accept mm-hmm. a lot of things, and we'll get into some of those later. Um, but I really just couldn't appreciate it for what it was because of some of those things. Uh, and for that reason, for the longest time, I did not give it a second chance. Uh, and even when I did, uh, Josh and I watched it again about a year ago, maybe less. Yeah, which I which I greatly appreciated, by the way, that you were yeah. willing to give it another chance. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I, I even after that second viewing, I I couldn't get past some of those things that initially I I just didn't like. I just couldn't I just couldn't move past it. Um, and and I think one of the points that uh, right now that I would like to make is that not ev- in every fandom. 
not just Star Wars, in, in every fandom, it's going to be something that's not for everybody, okay? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to stop being a fan at that point. That doesn't mean that you are not a fan of of that particular topic anymore. It just means that that particular thing wasn't for you, and that's okay. Uh, and I think that that's yeah, I something think some that of the everyone... reactions were very extreme. Yeah, very. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Um. So, to to kind of move past all that, uh, the last couple of weeks I decided to rewatch the entire saga uh, from episode one, include everything solo, Rogue One, all the way up to episode eight, and. I finished that rewatch this week, like I said before, and I actually rewatched episode eight twice this week. Um, mm-hmm. My one of the reasons why I wanted to start watching the saga all over again, uh, and there were a couple reasons. You know, one obviously I just wanted to kind of get in that mood again. You know, uh, with yeah, Rise of Skywalker coming up, I just kind of wanted to dust it off, refresh my memory, um, just kind of get back into that Star Wars mode. Mm-hmm. But the other thing was I started thinking about my feelings on Last Jedi uh, over the last couple weeks. And I don't want this to sound disparaging because it's not meant to be at all. Sure. But I, I, I was... One of my main thoughts was that if I can watch the prequels and enjoy them because I do enjoy the prequels. I, I hate that mentality that get, that people pretend that they don't exist <laughs> because oh, yeah, they're yeah. very important. They they are very important. I mean, they have glaring yeah, I certainly have issues. Yeah. They have glaring the issues. And, they but, have but I lo- but I love them at the same time. So. Yeah. They have undeniable problems. You can't get past that. They're there's mm-hmm. definite issues. But I enjoy watching them every time I do. Uh, right, and my mentality on on this viewing of the saga is that if I can have that approach, I should be able to have that approach to the Last Jedi, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and so I rewatched it again, and I found that uh, that in in that light, and like I said, I don't mean that to be. I know that sounds like if if I can watch this crappy thing, then I can also watch this crappy thing. But that's not how I mean that. <laughs> yeah, okay? I, I know that's not what you mean. Okay, so so yeah, so I I rewatched it with that point of view, and I came away feeling a lot better about the Last Jedi. Uh, there's also a couple things that I did some research on, did some learning on, and mm-hmm. it, it helped me a lot because my I'll tell you my main sticking point. The Last Jedi has always been the treatment of Luke. Okay. Sure. Sure. I and even with this, I will say that I prefer the original trilogy and even Legends interpretation of this character. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. But I can I can I can more understand after after some research, I can more understand. Uh, Luke in The Last Jedi. One of the main things that I was upset about is I don't like the fact that, that Luke... And, and part of this, so, so before I say this, part of this, I mm-hmm. think, is the is a shortcoming in storytelling not, not just in The Last Jedi, but also in Force Awakens as well. 
you know, we know that this takes place 30 years after uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. But in between that time, we still just don't have a lot of details about what's happened in between, okay? Yeah, I'm hoping <clears throat> that we get something that fills in some of those gaps. I'm sure we will. After after Episode Nine is, is said mm -hmm. and done, I'm sure we're going to get other stories in between that. At this point, we just really don't. So it's kind of tough to put some of these things in perspective sometimes. And one of the things that I had a problem with is the idea that Luke has been gone for... Because it feels like a long time, right? Yeah. Even though after doing some reading, it, it's really not that long. It's only... Probably, probably like five years or so. Five to six years. Five to six years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, that's that's something that I actually thought about just last night when I was watching The Last Jedi as well, that, right. you know, it feels like he's been gone for so long, but really it's been a, a relatively short amount of time. And I think just to what you were saying about the setup of Luke, we have to look back to The Force Awakens. And even further back than that, we have to look to George Lucas's original treatment for the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, it was very much his intention to have Luke on on an island, or, you know, like right. on this planet by himself. Right. Um and that that came from George himself, which I think maybe people don't recognize. Yeah. Um, but then it was also JJ's conscious decision to have him have vanished. And the kind of whole plot behind the Force Awakens is is finding Luke Skywalker. Um, and he doesn't come back to save Han. He doesn't, you know, do any of those things. So obviously, he's disconnected from the Force. And so Ryan had to take that and give a reason that he could, that Luke would be on this island cut off from the force and right. I guess make it what he, he could given what the setup was. Right. And, and like I said, I, I still don't like that so much, but I understand right. it. Okay. And, and, mm -hmm. and I can understand it even more because it's only a five to six year period. It, it, like you said, it, it feels like a lot longer. Uh, you know, because it feels like yeah, Luke's it been, it feels yeah, it feels like he's been so out of touch for so long that I that personally I can't, I I wasn't able to at the time swallow the fact that it felt like he was gone that long, uh, without wanting to help. Sure. But when you sure, but when you put that in perspective and you realize, okay, so it's not really that long. It's only this five to six year period. I can mm -hmm. I can deal with that a little bit better. Um, you know, yeah, it's a little bit me, easier to swallow. Yeah, for me, Luke has been the hero of Star Wars for so long, right? And I hated yeah. the idea that he was going to be made into something else. But there's also, once you think about it in that perspective, there's also 24 to 25 years uh, that he of of possible future storytelling where he can be that hero. Absolutely. So I can deal with that at that point. Like I said, I still don't prefer it, but I can deal with it at that point. Right. And I, I think, you know, for me, and I think for you, um, assuming that, that Luke maybe is your, your favorite star Wars character. Obi-Wan, but okay. <laughs> okay. But he, he's up there, right? Yeah, for sure. He's up there. Yeah. Now Luke is my favorite. Okay. Um, he yeah. he is my favorite character and um, always has been in, in Star Wars. And for me, even though that's true, I still 
got a lot out of Luke's character in The Last Jedi, and I didn't mind his treatment for the most part. Um, and I guess that's just a different point of view, you know, which is what this this yep. is all about. Yep. Um, because I think what happens in, in this film and in, in this, maybe even in this sequel trilogy, is that our heroes and our legends become humanized in a way, um, which either you like that or you don't. You know, it's one of those things where you either, you, you either like that they become more human, like capable, having flaws, capable of failure. And I think that The Last Jedi is a lot about failure and what we can learn from failure. And I, I love that because in my own life, I have failed myself, you know, and I, I have done things that would be akin to turning to the dark side. And I, so I think I can really relate to that story of experiencing failure and learning from it. And I think that's why it connected with me so much, but some people might want their, their legend to stay a legend and, and yeah, not, right. and, you know, kind yeah. of go yeah. through that type of thing. Yeah. But I would say for me leading up to the last Jedi, watching the trailers and everything, I kind of knew going in, okay, this isn't going to be easy. Luke isn't just going to come back and train Ray and he, you know, based on what I'm seeing. So I kind of expected this, that it would be very hard to get Luke to come on board because of what happened and his failure. But then by the end, he would, you know, it was kind of my feeling on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So uh, I think that's why for me, it's easier to kind of accept. Yeah, definitely. Luke's character in this movie. Right. And like, and like I said, for me, it kind of took, uh, learning reading uh, and understanding that this is a pretty small portion of the timeline in, in the scheme of things. So, right. So it, it, it made that for me a lot easier to swallow, I guess. And uh, I don't know if you checked very, this out or not, Adam. Yeah, go for it. The, on the, the last Jedi Blu-ray or whatever, the special features, um, there's a, special feature called the director and the Jedi. I and think we watched that together. Yeah. And it's, it's all about kind of, you know, Ryan kind of, a lot of it is Ryan and, and dealing with Luke's character and, and Mark Hamill kind of coming to terms with, with that because he was obviously opposed to where Luke's character went and he's been vocal about that. Um, but I think that too kind of gave me some insight into, you know, the character choices. Sure. So it's definitely worth a look. Yeah, so moving past Luke here, uh, mm -hmm. you know there are still some things that I have a hard time with. Sure. Uh, but and here's the point that I want to make. I don't want to just rehash everything I don't like because, like I said, we've done this before. I don't want to do it again. Right. Right. Obviously, one of the major things, and we've talked about this, is the whole Canto Bite thing. I just i I don't like Canto Bite. Not the fact that it yeah. exists. I just don't like that whole right. segment. I don't like Finn and Rose's uh, a mission, or I don't. I don't think it helps. I don't. I don't like that whole thing. I don't like DJ as a character. Very odd. I don't like the whole arm stealing <laughs> subplot thing. Um, it is definitely the weakest. Um... In my opinion, it definitely movie. is. But here's here's yeah. and here's the point that I want to make. <laughs> if mm -hmm. I can if I can watch like a half an hour of pod racing, I can <laughs> I I can deal I can deal with a half an hour of Canto Bite, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I and don't I think the like point that it's there. Here. I just, I don't right. like that it's there. And even but, though I like the Last Jedi, I, you know, also don't like. I, I don't like that part. I mean, even last night I was watching it and I literally fast forwarded through all the Canto Bite stuff. And um, yeah. I am not a fan of the DJ character. I'm not a fan of the, of the Canto Bite subplot and any of that. Um, and I think the point you're trying to make is that in every Star Wars film, um, there are things that to pick to pick out of it that you don't really like um yeah even even, know, a, even even a new hope i mean there are some right there are some really awkward dialogue moments in a new hope that, that sure just make me cringe sometimes yeah and for me even return of the jedi like the stuff in Jabba's palace that happens like it, like the musical number all that stuff like it's kind of cringeworthy to me um and it, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's certain things that i don't like about that but at the same time return of the jedi is my second favorite star wars movie and i love the latter part of that whole beginning of the movie where the, you know, the Luke's lightsaber gets shot into the air from R2 and he catches it and the return of the Jedi music comes on and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's awesome. But I think there, there are always going to be those moments in any star Wars movie that, you know, are like, eh, I could do without that. Yeah. And that's okay. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And then I, I think we have to touch on Leia uh, and, and specifically her, Leia Poppins scene. Yeah, Leia Poppins. I have that on my in my notes right here. I have okay, Leia great, Poppins. Great, cool. It actually says that <laughs> in my notes too. Um, yeah. My main sticking point on her the whole time is her, you know, it's her lack of a Jedi training for that whole thing, mm-hmm. and because in in um in the new canon, we we definitely know that she has not completed her Jedi training. She's kind of set that aside to do politics, uh, senatorial, yep. mm-hmm. and then later general stuff. So we know that she really hasn't had a lot of training, right? Right. I think I think part of my problem is uh, with that whole scene, first of all, and this is kind of a, another problem I have with it, is the cinematography overall. I think that was just yeah. a really weird way to film that scene. Yeah, uh, it definitely looks weird, and I can't tell if it's happening in real time or if it's kind of slow motion. Right, right. Um, it's really weird, and I think that's part of the problem too. Is I just don't think it was explained very well on screen. Right. So the explanation for that, and I've known this uh, a lot all along, was that this was a, I guess, a, a few days after first viewing, um, mm-hmm. was that she used a, a force pull for that to pull herself closer to the ship. Okay. Yes. Correct. And and I'm not. I don't even want to talk about any of the stuff around, like if she's actually frozen at that point, because this is a science fiction movie. So I don't want to like our rules around what happens in space kind of don't really apply here. Okay. Right. Because, it's not because the then same we have to ignore rules. all kinds of other stuff, and we just can't go down that road. Right. I agree. I just don't think that it was explained very well on screen in order to make that a more believable scene, I guess. I, I know I'm really stumbling over that, but it, it's like... No, I, I, I definitely can hear what you're saying, and I, I agree. Right. Okay. So, um, as far as... Yeah, and I don't know if... Do you have anything else to add to Leia Poppins? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, um, I, you know, just from from my point of view, 
you know, I can completely see why that took some people out of the movie. Um, for the first time for me too, it was a little bit jarring, um, and everything, but I, you know, I think one thing from my point of view is that some star Wars fans, I think get caught up in the, the whole training thing. Um, and I think like looking at, Oh, you know, Luke trained for this many scenes and this many hours, so he can do this and that and everything. Right. Um, I think it's a little more, I think there's a little more to it than that. I don't think somebody necessarily, in my opinion, has to have training to be able to access the force. And right. I think in that moment, um, and kind of a survival instinct kind of kicked in and we know that her family's strong with the force. So I think she was able to, to kind of access it in that moment without necessarily being, being trained, but we yeah, also so, might so get for a little me, Yeah. So for me, it's it's kind of it's kind of a little different because like you said I I, I do buy into the training part of it and I think right. for me to get past all that to wrap my head around all that you have to understand that that doesn't mean that she's had zero training right it just means that she hasn't gone very deep into her training yeah so so yeah, no, I, so yeah. for her to do a a force projection and to appear halfway across the galaxy. I, I couldn't believe that. And that would be completely unbelievable. So, so for me, we go back to Todd Fisher's comments about her being a Jedi knight or whatever in, in episode nine. For me, I, I, right. I, I, I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, I but agree. For, I mean, I think it's we're possible also talking, that we might get. Yeah, but we're also talking about a pretty basic ability here in a force pull. Um, yes. Yeah. So I guess when you think about it in that perspective, it's a little easier to get around. We don't, we know that she has had some training and at that point mm -hmm. I could see a force pull being, you know, being fine yeah. for that whole scenario. And I, th I think it's possible in episode nine that we might even get a little information possibly about uh, that Luke trained Leia at some point And, you know, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, um, could be. But and I think he did. I like, also like like, like, we, like yeah. we know that uh, in uh, Bloodlines that she has had some training, and I'm sure that, that had to come from Luke. Right. Uh, right. So, so sure. we know that that has happened. We just don't know how much it's happened. And even if it happened at a very basic level, you would think that a force pull is something that would be practiced. So. Yes. Now, so I, you know, of course, I think we've always wanted to see Leia use the force in some way just because mm -hmm. of what luke tells her in, in return of the jedi that the force is strong in his family he has it his father has it his sister has it um but I, maybe the execution of it wasn't the best and i and i can appreciate yeah. that yeah. um for sure and even though i in in kind of hindsight with carrie passing and with the john williams music playing and just kind of it i think it can be this beautiful moment for the character but I also can see that the execution maybe wasn't the best and could pull some people out of it. So I can definitely right. see another point of view on that. So we've talked a good bit here about stuff that I personally have had a problem with that I didn't like, but I don't sure. want to stop there. There's actually some things that I really do like about the last Jedi. I think the Kylo Ren's story arc is very interesting. I think that, his dynamic with Ray is also very interesting. I think his pull to the light and his falling out of favor with Snoke all are are very well done. I, I like yeah every aspect of everything that, that happened there. I I like 
Uh, I like the opening battle scene. I think that's very Revenge of the Sith-esque in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, lo- I absolutely love it. I yeah, do. Yeah, um, it's very good. Some, I, I some think... of the stuff, and I don't want to get into this, like some of the stuff, like I don't like Poe's little humor thing. I think that just feels out of place. I understand why yeah, it happens. I do. I... But, right. but overall... And it's kind of a callback to his... Yeah kind of how he talks to Kylo Ren sure. in The Force Awakens. Right, right. But it, I, I agree that it goes maybe a little it's too a little far. Too with far. The, it's a little too far. A joke about the, his mom. mother and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, but, that didn't feel very Star Wars to me. Yeah, but overall, I think that it's a great opening battle scene. Um, yeah, I would actually argue that, um, in my opinion, I The Force Awakens, the ending of The Force Awakens in the beginning of The Last Jedi the opening scene of The Last Jedi, are two of my very favorite endings and beginnings of a Star Wars movie. Okay. Uh, for me. Okay. Um, and, you know, I just, I, lo- I love how The Force Awakens ends with the, the Jedi steps and the finale and, and that music and, and, mm-hmm. and just kind of Ray extending this, the saber to Luke in a literal cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And then just that opening space battle. So yeah. that was definitely, you know, I made a list of kind of negatives and positives about the yeah, last Jedi and, yeah, and the opening battle was definitely my a positive for me. Yeah, and I, I I have like I said I've watched this a couple times this week. I really love Yoda's dialogue and the way that he moves the story ahead. Uh, yeah, definitely that lesson that Luke still lesson, needs even right. Yeah, right. yeah, I I really love Yoda's role. Absolutely, in that story. I think that's very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like the use of the puppet again. It, it, yeah, I was just gonna say that. It, it, yeah, it, it's maybe when you get used to a CGI Yoda, you know, it's it's maybe a little bit off-putting uh, when you first see it. Um, yeah, but I do like the use of the puppet. I I, I like the fact that the the Yoda is the one, the one that that does the burning. I I think that it's kind of fitting for his character uh, that he would that he would do that um yeah and i think that which, it kind which of is odd which is on... odd right yeah because you would expect yoda as one of the oldest jedi masters being yoda himself that that, that would be something he wouldn't do right um, and i wonder i'm wondering if he did that with the knowledge that ray has i'm sure force. he had to like i'm you know? sure he had to because he doesn't actually say it's time for the jedi to end Said, no right it's because, right because that's what luke says you know and so it's time for the for the jedi to end and yoda says well it's 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 really it's time for you to look past this <laughs> right yeah it's time for you to look past this and and do kind of what i told you to do which right. is once again pass on what you've learned yeah you know yeah um and it, it i think it also really expands upon what you're able to do with the force when you have become one with the force, like being able to interact with kind of with the physical environment in a way with, you know, yeah, um, that, that was, a, that was it. right. Right. Yeah. That was, that was, so uh, kind this of movie idea. definitely expands on the forces, the power of the force, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I had an issue with that at first. I, I think that now that mm. I've come to terms with some of these things, like what Leia was able to do and kind of what we're seeing, I, I've, I've, calmed calmed down on that i guess <laughs> yeah i've kind of uh backed off on some of those things and and, and like i said i just want to like this doesn't mean that it's my favorite movie it doesn't oh, mean no. that right. i love every aspect of it 
Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to touch on this whole thing because I think that it's easy to get caught up in some of the minor details, uh, like how Leia looks or um, yeah, how short of a time period we're actually talking about with Luke. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of easy to get caught up in those details and to miss some things that are really, really important and that are actually done well. The main reason I wanted to talk about all this isn't to rehash all this stuff. It's to focus on the fact that you don't have to love everything about a movie. You don't even like to like the movie as a whole. Uh, right. In order to, to still be a fan, to still love Star Wars, to still want to get into this stuff. It doesn't have to stop you from any of that. And that's kind of the point yeah. that I really wanted to make with this this whole discussion. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. And I think sometimes, again, reactions and even and thinking about The Last Jedi, thinking about season eight of Game of Thrones, um, I think people become very um, they, they kind of claim kind of an ownership over over these stories because it's so much a part of their you know it's more than a movie it's more than a tv show it becomes part of you and so when you feel so connected to it and you feel like it goes in a way that goes against what you thought i think we can have a very extreme and very negative reaction to the point where we almost want to just be like okay i'm done um right but i think it's really important to sometimes put your own expectations aside and take it in again and again and see, is there something I can pull from this that, that I like, and this is still part of the story. This is part of the canon. And, you know, there's going to be more, even though maybe I didn't like this. I mean, maybe I like this and and there's going to be more stories. There's going to be more movies. So I think that's an excellent way to approach it. Cool. So uh, at this point, do you have any other last points to make on the last Jedi? I, I do. I mean, e- okay, even, you know, I, I just think as a whole, yeah, The Last Jedi isn't my favorite Star Wars movie. There are things about it that I don't like and that I can definitely understand the other side of people not liking it. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot there, I think, that is complex. I think there's a I think it's a deep emotional story. I think there's a lot to love about it. Um, I think one thing it does is it's a good middle act where it challenges the characters and talks about failure. And then we haven't seen the whole, the third part of this three part act yet. Um, and like how it's all going to, and I think a lot of things that happen could pay off in episode nine. And I also, I love how Ryan Johnson pulled out the best performances that these actors could give. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I think that he, I think that he did a very good job of pulling some excellent performances out of Mark Hamill, out of Carrie Fisher, out of Adam Driver to really just add so much to those characters. And for me, it's one of the more kind of emotional and, and complex Star Wars movies that, that that's out there for me. And so I think that's what I really take away from it as this middle act. And, and I'm excited about where it goes from here. So that's pretty much all I have on it. Cool. Great. All right. So that kind of wraps up our points of view topic. Let's uh, let's wrap up this episode as a whole. I'm just glad you're here. At the end. 
Well, I just want to say once again, I'm, I'm just very glad to be able to have this conversation with you. Um, you know, it, to be honest with you, it's been kind of a, a tough two years for me in Star Wars being on the sure. other side of and, and, you know, not feeling like I had too many people to talk to about Star Wars just because of the Last Jedi stuff. But I'm so glad that it was so refreshing to be able to have this conversation with you and kind of bring yeah. our two points of view together. And I think that's what we need to do is as a whole Star Wars fandom. And I just loved the, the conversation today. Cool. Great. Just remember everyone. Uh, I, I know it took a little bit this week to get the show live everywhere, but we are now live on iTunes, Google play and Spotify. Uh, you can also visit the website, certain point of view.com. Uh, there you'll find the blogs and links to all the, all the shows. Uh, you'll also find links to our Facebook page and our Twitter account that we launched this week as well uh, so make sure you're connecting with us everywhere you we're excited to we're excited to talk to all of you uh this is a great week for us you know we, like i said we launched everything this week facebook page jumped from zero likes to, to 50 likes in a week which was just amazing to watch uh the twitter account is up to 10 like to 10 or 11 follows and you know, we had a good 10 to 15 listens on the podcast this week. It's just really exciting stuff uh, to see after just one week. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. To, and we, yeah. we appreciate your support. Yeah. Thank you to everybody. Really excited. We can't wait to do this even more uh, going forward. So with that, I guess we'll wrap up episode two. Yeah. I just think it's an exciting time to be a Star Wars fan and, uh, mm-hmm. And it's a good time to be doing this. So, do we do we want to close? With, or, I know you said you'd you'd be Leia yeah, for let's me. Let's do it. Let's do it one time. But are you going to continue that? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> the Force will be with you always. <laughs>